Normally, I actually don't plan the food in advance. Normally, it's I figure something's going to come to mind. Usually, I will start the intro, and while I'm talking, in my mind, I'm racing through a menu of items that I could possibly say. And I don't know what's going to come out until the moment it comes out of my mouth. Sure. It creates a lot of undue stress. I could just write them down. (laughs) I think, let me check. In my notes, because I have all the notes from like every episode. I think I used to write down what food I was going to say. So that way I knew exactly what I wanted. Well, early on you wrote the entire intro down. I did. But I'm trying to think. No, maybe I didn't. I think I thought about doing that. I've got all my notes still. Let me see if I can find the earliest one. I, I, when I like, I didn't do notes for a long time. And the earliest one I can find is from like last year. See, I started to do when we first started, I was doing notes every single time. And then I stopped doing it. And then I was like, Hey, maybe I should do notes again because I'm bringing up new stories and just simply reading a headline that I haven't actually read yeah. and I don't know what I'm talking about yeah. and I'm looking like a fucking moron and that can't happen on the internet Andrew <laughs> I just found my oldest like set of notes for the show it's from January 23rd 2019 and it just says what a mistake <laughs> and it has two stories the first one is man who tried selling stolen Batman comics worth $97,000 arrested in Arizona which begs the question what is $97,000 worth of Batman comics doing in Arizona? <laughs> and the second one is Farming Simulator is getting its own esports league with more than $280,000 in prizes. How much of the farm are they simulating is the real question. You know what I'm saying? I remember that episode, too. We went on about that for a long time, that like we were going to go into that instead. I would imagine... We're, for two people who live in cities, we are surprisingly (laughs) farm-centric. Like that time that we made a dating profile for the farming dating site. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good call. I don't don't know what that is. Maybe we belong on, on a cattle ranch in our hearts. That's possibly it. Maybe that's what it's trying to tell us. That we belong in the great outdoors. Uh, Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe we, we should go live on a farm. Out in the open where we can run and play with other Chris's and Andrews and just be happy. Tell me again about the podcasters, George. Oh, yeah, everybody. Welcome the media lunch break bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and warm a can of beans over an open fire see right there i didn't even know that was going to happen my name is chris treble alongside me as always is my co-host andrew dunn say hello andrew you're an open fire i am an open fire just a garbage fire (laughs) i'm a dumpster fire a dumpster fire of content new tagline (laughs) That's actually pretty good. <laughs> I am just crushing it. I am just amazing. Uh-huh. I hope we're writing all these down because the past couple of weeks I have just been killing it with catchphrases. 
And we should start making t-shirts. Yeah. Dumpster fire of content. That's going on the business cards. Yeah. I'm feeling. A dumpster fire of content is pretty, it's a hard one to pass up. The media lunch break, a dumpster fire of content. <laughs> That's very good, actually. It's actually really good. I can see it on the business. I can see it yeah. clear as fucking day. There is no way that's not getting printed on something. It's good. I still haven't ordered business cards. I'll buy some. Put that on the new spanking new website. New website spanking new. What just happened there? What? Huh? So, Andrew, uh, we're, we have, um, in our continuing quest to cover all the new Marvel stuff that's going to be coming out in the future, in the near future, in the far future, which is now the near future by the end of this sentence, we're going to be talking about WandaVision. And everything we know about WandaVision. Isn't that right, Andrew? Yeah, how much is that? Um, I know a bit. Actually, it's been interesting because more stuff has been coming out about WandaVision in the past couple of weeks or so. Just how it's going to fit into the rest of the Marvel Universe and what is going to happen going forward. But I am going to let you... You seem to be really taking the ball with all of these. Which is just fine by me. So you go ahead and get a start if you would like. Yeah, I mean, Marvel's my jam. So uh, I have written here, most of the world doesn't even know who Scarlet Witch and Vision are, but they will. That was beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. That was really beautiful. Thank you. It was a reference to Endgame. That was good. That was really good. So the poster seems to confirm reports that some, or even possibly all of the series will be set in the 1950s, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know. Have you gotten a chance to look at the poster yet? Yes, I did see this. And what's interesting about this, and I actually didn't notice this uh, until I read an article about it. The obvious stuff that you see is that it looks like a 1950s sitcom. They're both dressed very nicely. They're in like a yes. you know nuclear family home or whatever. Yeah. But if you look in the back, if you look at the full poster and look in the back left, yes, their shadows are of their characters from the comics. I did notice that as well. So that's interesting. Yes, it is. I'm very curious as to what's going to happen with this, but we'll get into speculation in a little bit on that. I have some other stuff to bring up first. Great. The shadows of their superhero costumes from the comics, it sort of suggests that there's more at play than what we see in the foreground. Bettany and Olsen are coming back, uh, who play... That's Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen, who play Vision and Scarlet Witch, respectively. Uh, Audiences got their first glimpse at the Scarlet Witch in Captain America Winter Soldier's post-credit sequence, and she made her Mm full-fledged debut in Avengers Age of Ultron, which is the same movie that introduced Vision. So they were both sort of uh, fleshed out in the same movie. So uh, it's which is really smart for um, bringing them together for their relationship. The Scarlet Witch first appeared in Stanley and Jack Kirby's X-Men number four as a member of Magneto's Brotherhood of Evil Mutants alongside her brother, the super speedster Quicksilver. They are also the children of Magneto, but no one has any idea how the X-Men are going to be integrated into this universe or if they even will. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if you can retcon that or how you even do that. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I I feel like that's almost a whole other episode of kind of theories of how to integrate these characters in. Yeah. It's a feat. So, yeah, we're not sure if that's, like, officially canon. And actually, even in the comics, probably because of Fox at the time not being part of 
Disney, it goes back and forth. Sometimes she's like, oh my God, I just found this document that proves that he's not my real father. And then it's like, oh, JK, he actually was. And it jumps all over the place. Right. She actually joined the Avengers in issue number 16. And has been more or less a good guy ever since she joined the Avengers. I don't know if you've heard about this. There's a storyline going on right now called House of M. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are losing their shit about it. It's supposedly fucking in- insane and crazy and good. Yeah, well, that's also... Doesn't it play off of... Was it... There was another one that was like this. House of X or something? Where it was a storyline where Scarlet Witch basically um, was going... Was having like a psychotic break, but because of her powers, she ended up causing like a altered reality, essentially. That's actually, yeah, that's the one I'm referencing. I wonder if there's a different, I wonder if I have the name wrong of the current one. I thought it was House of M. Oh no, House of M is that one. What's going on right now in the X-Men? What's the current? There is something to do that is House of Something. Oh, that's probably what I'm thinking of then. But I can't remember what it's called either. At, oh, that's the, the current one is House of X. That's what it is. Okay. All right, so yeah, the first one was House of M, current one is House of X. Right, right, right. So, in, uh, and yeah, that one in House of M, she's super grief-stricken, and uh, Scarlet Witch is, and she creates an alternate reality in which mutants never existed, and it drastically changes the course of the Marvel Universe in the comics. Super crazy stuff. So, the, like, there's a possibility that, that something like, so, sort of similar to that might happen in this, but again, we'll get into that in a bit. So basically, the opposite could happen in this. Maybe. Basically, because... the that is one of the things not to get ahead of us. I don't think they'd do that in a Disney Plus show. Right. But one of the things that I have heard, not to get too far into speculation until we get to that section, but the idea of this is it's something like that where this starts out looking like a 50 a sitcom, but it actually progresses through the decades of what different television shows kind of look like. And then to catch us up to the modern day and you find out what it's going, why it is looking like this. And people have been speculating that it's a House of M thing, that she's kind of trapped herself in her own mind and created this alternate reality. But because of the nature of her powers, it's possible when she snaps out that she causes some sort of effect that would essentially retcon the entire Marvel universe and allow for mutants to come through. Or mutants to have always been there, for all we know. So that was... Scarlet Witch's backstory. Let's talk a little bit about Vision. Yeah. Vision's first appearance was in Avengers number 58. He was created by Stan Lee, Roy Thomas, and John Bushima? Steve Bushemi? Originally, Vision was created by the Avengers mechanical nemesis Ultron, very similar to the way he was uh, introduced in the MCU in Age of Ultron. He was created as a weapon to be used against the Avengers, but quickly switched sides. Wanda and Vision, not to be confused with WandaVision, uh, have been a, like on-again, off-again couple for countless years in the comics. And even had two children together, although the kids were ultimately revealed to be projections of the demon uh, Mephisto. Don't you hate it when that happens? <laughs> I mean, he always fucks around with stuff, too. Like, he's been responsible for some of the craziest Spider-Man storylines as well. They did this thing that, like... Like, you know how when there's a big fear when a sci-fi franchise introduces time travel? Because then you'll just be like, well, why not just do that thing? Yeah, but I've been thinking we should do that with this show. (laughs) It's not a bad idea. But there's a bunch of stuff with Mephisto where he's just, like, bringing people back to life constantly in the comics. Like, he, I think he brought back Mary Jane. He might have brought back um, Gwen Stacy a whole thing what a prick yeah basically 
Vision recently headlined his own limited series by Tom King, uh, one of our favorite writers, in which he creates his own synthesized family and tries to adjust to life in the suburbs. I think we did an episode on the first volume of that once. Yes, that was a reading assignment of mine that I really enjoyed. I have the second volume. I've got to read it and then maybe I'll assign it to you later. Okay. So we know, here's some stuff we do know. Before we get into speculation, I want to go over the things we know about the show. Okay. So we know that the cast of two, uh, the title characters, will be joined by... Kat Dennings, Randall Park, and Tyona Paris, who's best known for her work in Mad Men, If Beale Street Could Talk, and uh, and the movie Dear White People. Now, she'll be playing a grown-up Monica Rambo, the daughter of Maria Rambo, who was uh, Lashana Lynch's character from Captain Marvel. So we're finally going to see that character, like, all grown up and, like, doing her thing. In the comics, that character, Monica Rambo gained like energy controlling powers and actually dubbed herself Captain Marvel a good 20 years after Carol Danvers took the name. Although she has gone by other names like Photon, Pulsar, and Spectrum as well. But she was Captain Marvel before Carol Danvers was in the comics. Dennings and Park's characters have already been established. Darcy Lewis from Thor and Jimmy Woo from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, and we've got one other newcomer to the MCU, which is kind of cool. Catherine Hahn. I don't know if you're familiar with that actress. She's joining the MCU. I do know Katherine Hahn. Yeah, so she's in a role described as a, quote, nosy neighbor type. And fun fact, she was previously the voice of Doc Ock in Sony's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is not part of the MCU. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. She's great. I could see her being really good at that. And we've got this, like, cast of characters. Most of them we know already. There's only one newcomer, and it's actually not even a newcomer because it's a character we've seen already in another movie. It's basically just a recasting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it is interesting because they're pulling characters... They're established characters in the MCU, but that have no relation to Wanda or the Vision. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say, too. I was going to ask, have they even met Kat Denning's character, Darcy? Not that I know of. You know, that is the only one that could hypothetically, they could say that they met off screen and it would be somewhat believable. Yeah. Because of her close relation to Thor. But Jimmy Woo, do you know that character? Yes, I do. I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, that is kind of a, as far as getting connected to Wanda and the Vision and everything like that, that is not a character that would come anywhere in that those social circles at any point. Right. So I'm curious about that. I mean, I wonder if he's going to be, because he's like a cop or a FBI agent or something, right? Right, right. So maybe he'll be put on a case that involves her or something. Yes. Yeah, It's to- it, that is totally possible. I'm wondering if it's one of these, um, kind of to go along with the nosy neighbor thing, if it's almost like, uh, you know the show The Americans? With Carrie Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Matthew Reese. And the whole premise is that they're Russian spies and their next door neighbor is an FBI agent. And he spends the entire series trying to discover if his neighbors are in fact Russian spies. Right. And so it could be something like that where this guy is trying to figure out if the Vision and Scarlet Witch are in fact Vision and scarlet witch or superpowered in any sort of way so that's the thing and and we've already started moving into it so i want to just break into it there are no leaks or hints regarding the plot other than what we can take away from the poster and the characters that have been announced what 
like, when does this take place? How is Vision still alive? Is this, like, all a reality shift by Scarlet Witch? What do we think is happening? So, here's what I think. Like I said before, I think this is a real House of M thing. I think that, and Marvel has kind of established this with their movies, that they like to kind of draw from their, their, from their famous storylines, but almost only in title only, and just borrow some big broad strokes with it. Civil War is probably the best example. They use the title, they use the broad stroke of the Civil War idea, but it's not an exact replica of the storyline itself. And I think that's what's going on here, that you have the Scarlet Witch, and she's heartbroken by the death of Vision, and there's a House of M thing where she is now projecting this idea of something that is safe, something that is wholesome and she can create a life for her and vision a normal life where they are normal people and the only way to do that is is to kind of create this 1950s sitcom reality for herself and like i said this is a rumor that i had heard so long ago that i can't remember if it was a legit rumor or if maybe someone was just speculating on this but what i had heard is that the idea is that this tv show will progress throughout the decades to not and not just stay in that 50 sitcom but actually progress like 50 sitcom 60s 70s 80s that type of thing yeah i think kevin feige said something about that at uh, d23 right so i so i think it's going to be one of those things where it's her making her way back to present day which is also her making her way back to waking up and coming back to reality that being said I think that this is also going to alter the fabric of the MCU. It has also been said that this is going to tie into Doctor Strange 2. This series and Loki are going to have tie-ins to to Doctor Strange 2. So I'm wondering, does she end up creating an alternate timeline? Which, kind of like Endgame, is then part of the multiverse? Is this a real House of M thing, where now this is an alternate timeline where Vision didn't die, where she altered something and mutants now exist. Who knows what all of that is? But I honestly think this is like a House of M thing going on. But I am interested in your in your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I I really like that idea. I think the, the main idea I had was just that it was a different dimension that takes place, like, in you know, where those characters are in the 50s and Vision hasn't died because Thanos doesn't exist or whatever. Or maybe that universe is safe because Thanos is dead in that universe too, you know? Yeah, I can see that. The one that we killed him from. Right. So maybe it's that universe. So some of the show's promo photos actually feature Scarlet Witch and Vision in 1950s costumes. By promotional footage, I don't mean like that poster that we saw, which is like a, a graphic design piece of artwork but like actual photos like they're black and white set photos right of these characters and like yes. hair and makeup and costumes and uh it looks very interesting during the hall h panel paul bettany confessed that he's quote never been more confused in front of so many people because evidently the plot of this show is like super confusing for him right are we going to be confused if an actor on the set doesn't even know what's happening. Right. How are we supposed to know? Again, that's kind of what leads me to believe that this is some sort of like House of M where she is, because in House House of M, she is basically, it opens up, she's like in a coma. And so I'm wondering if she is in, she's in an unconscious state and the, the sitcom version is in her mind. Oh. And then perhaps there are going to be flashes of what's going on outside of her mind or reality breaking through. That's very interesting. That's very similar to, uh, 
there's an episode of the 90s cartoon X-Men where Carol, I think it's that you find out that Rogue, so like in the cartoon, Rogue can fly and has super strength. Right. And you find out that it's because if she holds on to someone too much, she can like permanently take their powers and it sends them into a coma. And she did that with Carol Danvers. And there's an episode where you see her go, she goes to visit Carol Danvers, who's in a coma in the hospital. And there's like a similar, similar sort of thing happening where she can sort of have an out of body experience yes. and go talk to people. Yeah, I, I think that she is creating a reality in her own mind to cope with the loss of vision. And that is this 1950s sitcom. But the confusing part is going to be the fact that they are going to be slicing bits of reality harshly through this thing. Right. That makes it... Yeah. It's going to be a very trippy dream sequence, basically for, like, the entire uh, season. And that's also... That also kind of lends credence to the idea of it going through the, the different decades and different types of television. That every decade is getting closer to the present because the present is really... You know, it's not a construct of time. It's a construct of a construct of almost space. That the closer to the present day that you get, the closer to this reality to her actually waking up and being conscious and in the present day. Right. That's her mind's way of coping. It is just moving it up through the years as her consciousness kind of bubbles back up into being able to wake her up. I wonder if it will come into play that she doesn't want to go back to the present because vision isn't there. But she has vision in her own mind. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's where the fight is happening. Yes, I think that's where the fight is happening. And that that can cause things to happen in the actual world, in the MCU, is because, again, like in House of M, she's uncon- I think she's in a coma in, in House of, uh, when it first opens up in House of M, or Professor X put her into a coma of some kind because she was so powerful. And when she's the problem is when she's unconscious, her powers don't go to sleep. So if she's if something's happening, she her powers can spike and cause these things to happen. And so I think something like that could possibly that could be where the MCU gets altered is from her being unconscious and fighting against wanting to come out into reality. And these power spikes are going off while she's completely asleep. Yeah, that's a really interesting idea. I wonder, too, you mentioned briefly about, like you said, if it's flipped, that like, what do you think the odds are that they'll use this to introduce the X-Men? Slim, only because I think the X-Men is too big of a property. Yeah, I agree. To introduce on Disney+. Plus. It's also too easy. They don't like doing stuff that easy where it's like, oops, they exist now because Scarlet Witch has made them. Yeah, it's got to come into some sort of like narrative moment like we had to have been building to this this existence now that being said if this plays heavily into dr strange and then the multiverse of madness then that could be where the x-men get introduced like if this is a jumping off point for that movie then you could carry this storyline through to the end at the end of dr strange 2 and that that i could see being where they introduce the x-men and mutants and all sorts of different things that have altered the fabric of the MCU. And it also gives you a good like now we're not in your we're not in the old MCU of Captain America and Thor and and the Hulk and Black Widow and Endgame. We're in a whole new set. We're on a whole new phase now. Right. 
So based on what some of the actors have said about uh, the show and what they filmed so far, a second season probably isn't in the cards. When asked if they'd return for a second season while promoting the series at Disney's D23 Expo, Olsen told TV Guide that she, quote, didn't think it would make sense. Despite this, both actors have said they would love to come back if it's possible in the future. Paul Bettany said, I agree with what she said, but we're always ready to come back. When TV Guide caught up with Olsen and Bettany at Disney's D23 Expo and asked what aspects of the characters they're excited to explore in the series uh, that they couldn't explore in the films, Olsen said, I'm excited about our home life. I'm excited about this sitcom exploration. So that must be a pretty big part of the show. Like, it sounds like... Because at first, when they said that, I was like, oh, they're just releasing a promotional picture or whatever. It's probably going to be one episode or whatever. But it sounds like that might be the show. Yeah, it's going to be the show. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be these weird setups of, you know, sitcom... It's not going to be like Pleasantville where... It's filmed the way that a movie would be filmed and they just look like they're in a 50s sitcom. I think it's actually going to be structured. <laughs> excuse me. It's going to be structured like a 50s three camera sitcom. And uh, you want to hear a sweet metaphor for sex? <laughs> yeah, I do. When don't I? Paul Bettany said, I think we're really going to start to peel back the onion of their cooking habits. You know, we started it a little in Civil War and I think we're really going to get to the bottom of how well they cook together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to see how well they cook together. I want to see <laughs> it get to a low simmer. Oh, this is a thing that Milk is interesting as well. Butter. Hold I on, th- I'm not done. <laughs> and then, yeah, bring You just it let me know. Up to a nice steady boil. Yeah, and then really let them bubbles go. Yeah, let that boil go real hot. Yeah, get in there with that pot of boiling water. Get it. Yeah, and then you just want to grill the shit out of that motherfucker right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I'm done. All right, good. That lasted a lot longer than you usually do. So, originally planning to release in spring 2021, a Disney Plus press release, actually, like, on January 3rd, like, super recently... Uh, it updated that WandaVision will drop sometime in 2020, this year. That's uh, It's going to come after Shang-Chi Eternals and The Falcon and Winter Soldier, around the same time as the Loki series, but before Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse Boogaloo, which uh, reportedly, as we've talked about, has a link, like a tie-in from WandaVision and Loki. Interestingly, I think the Hawkeye show is like sort of on indefinite hiatus. <laughs> Uh, sorry, when you said the Hawkeye show, I imagined it just being like a daytime talk show now. <laughs> that would be, which that would be incredible. What if they just took all of their characters and did mock-ups of other types of shows using their characters? And it's just the Hawkeye show. And it's just him with that dumbass haircut. And he's got like a little cup of coffee. And it's just like... Easy listening sacks as his theme song. Well, I was going to say that, like, Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye would be the worst one to do one of those shows because he'd be like, Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for coming to my show. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know? I think it would be fantastic. He's got the, he's got the dumbass haircut and he's got that stupid shitty morning show talk show grin on his face and just like, Hey, how's it go with his cup of coffee? Oh, I think it'd be great. Let's do that. I want to see the Hawkeye show. Do you remember who's cast as Bishop? Today we're talking about tampons. Are they which brands are the best? 
I would I would watch the hell out of all of that. I would. That's oh, that's what I want. Do I remember what? I'm just gonna Google this myself. Who's who was cast as Kate Bishop? Is uh no, I don't. Google it yourself. Is it the is it just Google it yourself, you lazy son of a bitch? I feel like it's the girl from. Oh, maybe it's not cast yet. I don't think it is. You know who'd be great is um that young woman from Bumblebee. Haley uh Steinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld, that guy. Yep, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. He'd, he'd be a great Kate Bishop. All right. Uh, what you want to do is you want to aim your bow, take a deep breath, and release the breath when you release the arrow. What's the deal with arrows? You have a weird impression streak going on in the last couple episodes. Have you noticed that? <laughs> have you noticed? Welcome back to the Hawkeye Show. Coming up, 10 uses of garlic you didn't know you could do. What's the deal with garlic? Oh, boy. You don't lick it. This has gone off some sort of weird rail. It's not a garland. I don't... I'm starting to think you've never... First of all, I'm starting to think you've never seen a Jerry Seinfeld bit in your life. And secondly, you're more impersonating a turkey played by Don Knotts than you are (laughs) Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you're not wrong. So, WandaVision will be written by the Captain Marvel and Black Widow co-writer, Jack Schaefer, who is also the showrunner for WandaVision. Mmm, fun. We'll see what this person's got. <laughs> so, so, so take that, Jack. All right, we'll see what you've got. <laughs> what kind of a name is Schaefer, anyway? And you know what? If you don't pull this off, you know what's going to happen? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> you know what Paul Schaefer's nickname was when he was a young musician? Baldy. The Shiv. I could see that. Really? I would call him that. Paul Sh- I don't know if I use the. I'd probably lose the article. I'd just call him Shiv. Like, his nickname was the device that prisoners use to kill each other. Wait, is that the Shiv or is that the Shank? You shank with a Shiv, right? That's correct. I was actually asking this question earlier today. You shank with a Shiv or you Shiv with a Shank? You shank with a Shiv. You shank with a Shiv. Yeah, shank is a verb, Shiv is a noun. That's why that those guys didn't do what I asked them to. Oh. Did you ask them to circle jerk into oblivion? That they understood. While they're being dumpster fires of dumpster content. Dumpster fire of content. Chris Treble. Dumpster fire of content. TM. Man, it's going everywhere. It's, oh, you better believe I am going to tee the fuck out of that M. <laughs> all right, let's get the hell out of here. Let's do this. All right. Well, that's everything. That's all I that got. That is it. That's all we have on. That's ho- that is pretty much all the internet has on WandaVision. Yep. Because they're really tight lipped about this one, which is fine by me because I'm looking forward to it. All right. So that is it. Until now, until then, what? What's happening? <laughs> until then, I don't know when then is. What are we going to talk about next time? Pfft, who knows? When are we going to hear it? Your guess is as good as mine. But until then, we did a thing. There wasn't a thing here before, and now there is a thing in, in existence. I'm not even drunk this episode. What's <laughs> happening to me? I think I'm having one of my patented strokes. Uh, hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Uh-huh. Hey, Andrew. Yes. Hey, Andrew. Yeah.
Where can they find us? They can us? find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. You can also find us on SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. Feel free to subscribe to any of those to listen to all of our newest episodes. You can also interact with us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can go to Patreon.com slash The Media Lunch Break to do some charitable work by feeding the hungry. I'm the hungry. Feed me with your money. I eat money. I've seen him do it. It's weird. You can also send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com and you can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Thank you so much to all of our patrons, including Julie. Thanks, Julie. Love you, Julie. Don't you stop believing. Don't you go changing. You're perfect just the way you are. That was a weird crossing of lyrics. (laughs) Hey, how many patrons are we up to? Nine. So you still have more than we do. Yes, I think. Yeah, I'm the real albatross in this whole thing. I hate to say this. I think one of my friends who was a patron jumped to me. Who? I'm not telling you. Who? Nope. I want a name. Oh, I know. I want a name. Do I know this person? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm also not certain that that's what happened. I want a name and I want an address. And I want it now. I'm not going to dox my friend to you, Chris. You're going to cover for this slimy little bastard? Yeah, they're giving me money. That's called a bribe. (laughs) It's called extortion. Well, all right. As long as you have a good reason, I guess. Yeah, I fucking do. All right. Well, that's it. Let's get the hell out of here. He was a perfect email. He was a perfect patron. There's a perfect email. This isn't going to be one of the ones that stick, right? I hate it when they stick. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Yay. Yay. Uh, You have to get ready for a baby shower now. I fucking do. You got how many of those cake jars do you have? Uh, What kind of cake jars do you have? 36. What kind are they? 36 cake jars? How many people are coming to this? Well, we invited like 45. And there were a lot of like, uh, you know, actors like may I'm going to try. Oh, like the thing I kept saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like what you did. Yeah. We got three dozen. Each dozen is a different flavor. So we got vanilla, mocha and chocolate. Ooh. And uh, and we also got a dozen vegan cookies. Ooh. I'm going to have um, I'm going to have a mocha. Make sure they don't take all the mocha. All right, I'll try. I cannot tell which one is which. How big How big are the jars? They're small. They're like, um, they're probably like five ounces or something, maybe six. Oh, uh, okay. They're like little, like, they're like little shot jars. They're like a small slice. They're not shot jars. A small quite, slice like, of cake. They're, they're maybe like... That's just a crumb. No, no. It's, it's like the size of like three shots. It's like a drop. Three shots of cake. Ooh. Three shots of cake. That sounds good. All right, fine. I'll come. Three shots of cake. Name of my new band. That's actually a really good band name. I would totally listen to Three Shots of Cake. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. That's really good.